Hello. Oh, hello. 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 Can can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you just fine. Can you hear me? Well, this is weird. <laughs> it looks like you're talking, <clears throat> but I can't hear you. Oh, that's weird. Um, I can hear you just fine. Um, it looks like oh, my microphone yeah. is working, so I think the problem is on your side. Oh, oh, maybe it's me. Maybe it's my my headphones. Okay, could be. It seems like it's working huh. from my point of view. You have your headphone. Are your headphones your microphone, or are your headphones your headphone? You were blipping a little bit. I heard a little bit of you. Hmm. Now I hear. Now I hear you. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I hear you great now. You you sound awesome. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Did you do anything differently? I did nothing. I think the huh. problem is on your side. I, I thought maybe it. you had your microphone hooked up as your speaker. No, no, my microphone was good and my speaker, my speaker was good. Um, and I heard, I heard you like in and out a couple of times. And then hmm. I tested my, tested my speaker, which you can't hear, but I've got the lovely little uh, ding, 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 ding from, uh, I've, I've now played it four times in my own ears, but no <laughs> one can hear it uh, from, from Zoom and it all sounds good. Huh? But sometimes, you know, so have I, have I mentioned um, that I don't control my computer? <laughs> oh. Have I mentioned my frustration with that? Oh, yes. This yeah. is your work Macintosh. Yes, my Macintosh work. studio for, for work where it's, it's managed. It's, uh, it's supply, yeah. it's supply for, managed. For, for quality. For quality purposes. Managed being, for best quality. It's, yes. it's, yeah, it's being monitored and managed for best quality purposes. And, um, and, and the monitoring doesn't bother me. The, the, there's something, there's something that's included in my, in my package, in my, in my monitoring <laughs> package called crash plan. And uh -huh. I don't know. Oh, right, I, right, right. We talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if crash plan is a, it's planning for when my computer crashes. Yeah. That's what my, that's I what my I think, I think it's planning to crash your computer. <laughs> it's, it is. Yeah. Oh, um, and, uh, and so, so crash plan, um, does, does a thing where, where it gives you the, the, the name of my computer, which is a multi-letter, uh, word, uh, number thing. So I, I'm not going to do that. Cause you know, the hack, the hackers, I'll get hacked. Right. If I say that they'll, they'll right. Don't say my... your name of your computer no. out loud. No, no. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> whoa. I, I, whoa. I, is that a Lauren Bobert reference? Uh, now. <laughs> Oh, that's. Well, I think that was terrible. the whole thing about the movie Beetlejuice. It was. If you said his name three times, he would come, right? Yes, yes. It was yes. not a Bobert reference, but uh, <laughs> it was a, it was a Beetlejuice with uh, a Beetlejuice. Michael Keaton. It was an actual no. Beetlejuice reference. Um, so three three or four times, whatever it takes. See, oh, that's a that's a Michael, Michael Keaton joke. I'm it's a Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton joke. Yeah, I'm Batman. Um, <laughs> we're doing them all here. Uh, so <laughs> all the great bits. All all the great Keatons. Um, so, so it, it, uh, it says that I have uh, a backup crash crash plan right now. It says it's pause for 24 hours, Good. which is, which is how I manage crash pad. Uh, this, I'm sure this is how the, <laughs> I'm really sure this is how the software is designed. Um, I, I come in to my office, I turn on my computer and I immediately pause crash plan because when crash <laughs> plan is active, it messes up my computer. Um, and so, so when, when I couldn't hear you, um, I, 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 I touched some buttons, I tested things, everything seemed fine. And then I went to crash pad plan and crash plan was not paused. It in fact said 
internet to us backup starting and i bet you the backup starting mean it meant it it sucked all of your audio directly into my backup yeah because <laughs> i mean that's a good way to stop your computer from crashing is because yeah. that's how the hackers get you they get you with the audio they get you right in the audio um so it's now paused just as an update don it's paused for 23.9 hours um because we've we've ticked off a point you know a, a point one hour since i paused it um and uh so that 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 i have paused and now now you sound now you sound great um uh well, for for the record i am running um some software that has not been installed by it oh. um that was been installed by me uh called backblaze backblaze um, uh and uh, backblaze has uh 5866 files remaining out of 1692 megabytes <clears throat> i've not paused backblaze uh, but I think Backblaze is working just fine in the background. Well, that would be lovely if if Crash <laughs> Plan could work in the background. Ba uh, Crash Plan works in the foreground. <laughs> <laughs> Crash Crash Plan works faster. You know, here's the thing, Ben. If you have software, you kind of usually want it to work in the foreground because right. it works faster, right? Yeah. It, they didn't they and that's what they the crash plan people thought was we we need to we got to get this backup done don't put us in the background nobody puts crash plan in the corner oh man we're, <laughs> these are there are movie quotes coming out today um so i think i figured that out i think i think we're good now but it, it does it, it always um oh and now zoom has told me an update is available well i don't want you zoom zoom you, and I'm sure here's where Zoom, NC State, and Zoom Rutgers um, get along with each other poorly. It's because you have probably, whatever Zoom update exists right now for me, Rutgers probably did eight weeks ago or 15 months ago because uh, there have been multiple times where I've not been able to cross-connect hmm. to you because mm -hmm. of my, my Zoom needed to be to be updated to join your, your but, Zoomy. But you, you couldn't update your Zoom um, yeah. because IT... <laughs> um uh, wants to crash your plan or something yes yes i'm so i'm supply managed like uh <laughs> <laughs> like uh i have a i have a computer quota mm. and uh it all needs to go through the through through the it government i i look at none of the none of my it friends listen to this podcast i let's just be let's just be clear none of my well, like and, local it friends and there are and it and, friends and let's yeah. just say like your this system is is so badly screwed up even if you had a, an IT friend inside the tent um, that was a friend of yours that worked in IT, they yeah. would be powerless to stop this as well. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I and and I love them. They they when oh, things yeah. when things go wrong, they are they're fantastic. Um, it is it is the system I am raging <laughs> against, not yes, exactly. not the not the individuals. Um, and I, I, we, we even talked about this on our last, on our other podcast where we, where we, where this was not part of a show. Um, but, uh, I can't even right, right now I'm running the, the Ventura, Jesse Ventura, uh, 13.6, <laughs> uh, Jesse, the body Ventura 13.6, uh, and not, uh, S Sonoma S Sedona, uh, whatever you're running. Um, and you know, so Apple I, missed an opportunity to pivot from naming <laughs> computers after um, places in California. They could have like they could have pivoted to professional wrestlers. Yes. Just, yes. I'm just going to put that idea out there that they can they could. You know, I'm just an idea, man. They're going to have to run with that.
Tim, uh, Tim Apple, <laughs> please announce when I, you know there. You know there's a new. Uh, there's an announcement. It's coming. I, did you get a? Did you get an announcement of an announcement? I did. I received one I, today. I did not. I did not. What's uh, what's uh, what's going to be announced? Well, October thirtieth. It all it says is uh, it's going to be fast. So huh. something like that. Something yeah. from Apple that's fast is coming yep. on October thirtieth. Yep. Yep. Is it's, it a uh, car? <laughs> maybe. Um, where? Oh, this is Apple event. Apple event. Um. It's got a little face and a finder. I'm going to send it. Just go to the Apple website right now. Oh, okay. Let's but where that. was the, yeah, the email that I got that I deleted said something about fast, fast speed. Mm. Let's, uh, let's see. Let's see if I can, see if I can go back into my, into my history mm. here. Titanium. Um, so strong. So light. So pro. That's all I, I see on that. Oh, you don't have, you don't have the. Oh, Apple event. Oh, I, okay. Apple yes, event. I do. Um, you skipped. You learn skipped more. Right I'm going to learn more, Ben. <clears throat> um, scary uh, I fast. I can add it to my calendar. It's a scary um, fast. Oh, because Halloween. Yes, because it's the thirtieth, and it's oh, gonna. Be, so, okay. so I think I think you might. Well, I don't know. I mean, something fast. Something fast is coming. Oh, this is weird. It's five p.m. Pacific time. Right, right. It's prime time. Weird. It's it's a. Uh, it's in the yeah. It'll be prime time on the, the East Coast. Hour, almost. It's yeah. The, it's in, yes. Um. So so we got an Apple event coming up. Um. Mm. I'm on Sonoma Sedoma. Um. No, I'm not. I'm on Jesse Ventura. Uh, I'm just going down the list. Oh, there's something else I want, some other joke I wanted to make and, and tell you about. Um, yeah, uh, scary. Apple confirmed scary fast event for the night of October 30th. Um, I don't know. Um, what, what what else? What, oh, oh. Um, so this was not. This has nothing to do with me being supply managed or anything like that. Or, um, but. I, I I would I'd like to also complain about another service that we that we use, mm. um, both of us, um, the uh, uh, internet uh, internet shopping site uh, Amazon Amazon. Mm -hmm. I needed so so when I moved into my new office, um, uh, spatially I thought, that, <laughs> and this this will be this is actually quite hilarious. Um, I, I thought that maybe I had a three foot USB cord. Which which now seems shockingly short, mm -hmm. right? Like if you think about, I, I think about it in the size of people, right? Like if there was a three, if, if 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 a six foot person was laying on the ground, and I cut that person in half, that was what in my mind <laughs> you go to jail because yeah, we go to jail. Would go to, I would, I would, uh, but but I would in my mind I thought, oh, that's got to be three feet because to go from where my <laughs> where my mic stand is to where my my Mac Studio is. I was like, oh, it, it, it's too short. I must have a three-foot cable. So what did I do, Don? I ordered a larger cable, a longer cable, not a larger cable. And and the 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 internet shopping site has um, some options for length of cable, and they have three point three feet for the one that I was looking at. I want a black one, and then mm -hmm. I um, and I want a good one. I'm, I've gone with the uh, anchor anchor brand, not mm -hmm. not no, not not anchor like from your from a boat, but, boat, but yep. yeah, but a N K E R. I like, I like yep. what they do. I've got yep. a lot of their, their Mac products. Yep. Same, Mac, same, yep. same. Yep. So I wanted something that I knew cause it, it's for my audio. It's Don. It's, it's, it's for my, for my, for this, for my podcast audio, for your That's work. What it's, it's for my work. So I thought, well, what's, what, what's doubly better than a three foot cable, Don six is a six foot cable and Don six foot is what I had. Um, I learned because when the six oh. foot cable that I ordered arrived, it is the exact same yep. length of the one that I thought was three feet. 
We see Ben. I think you might need to see a doctor. <laughs> I, 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 if I saw a doctor, I'd probably only see half of them, uh, based on my <laughs> my ability to measure things with my eyes. Um, so, so today, I, <laughs> today I wanted to order a ten foot. Well, okay. actually, Good. I came to the internet shopping site Amazon for a twelve foot because I thought let's go up uh, exponentially, right? Let's go three to six, six right. to twelve, yep. right? Um, and, and no, I can't do that. I can only get a 10 foot. Yeah. Cause um, I think, I think that the, eventually physics gets in the way and right. it can't do what it needs to do if it's 12 feet. I needed, I, so, so I, I feel like going from a six to a, to a 12, that's only four feet difference. I think it's going to do what I need to do. Um, going from but, six to a 12 is, is a, is a six foot difference. True, going true. from six to six a to 10, 10 is a four that, foot difference. I'm just, which is, yes. I'm, I'm usually this early in the morning. I'm usually not that good with uh, doing math in my head, Ben, but, but, but you're I'm our math guy. I'm a little bit, a little bit better than you this morning. Yes. So, so, but, and the reason why <laughs> that math came out that way is because the only mm. option I have is a 10 foot. I can't get a 12 right. foot. Right, right, right. So, right, yeah. so I, I'm getting an extra four feet. Um, but my, my, my <laughs> beef, my beef here is not at all with, um, the the foot options that I get uh, from mm. from from mm -hmm. Amazon, it's that um, the way that I need to get um, I, I need to get get information to get it ordered to get it so it's sent here. I can't use my my like I'm not able to use my Amazon my Amazon account and have it shipped to my house um with my p card because we have yeah, nc state's got, got a we got a backroom deal with uh with yep. amazon right yep. uh, we're they're a preferred uh vendor which is great mm -hmm. which but it means i gotta go through another like another system and and truthfully it's a system i don't i'm just gonna say this i don't know how to do it like i know that oh. there's but but people people you got, in my circle, you're, you're a you're ahead you got people for that i yeah i got someone in my orbit uh who mm -hmm. can who can help me with this but the beef is if you go to, and I'm going to send you a link, which is not the way that I wanted to do this, but I knew that, um, so, so you can see what we're looking at. Um, here, here's the link, right? I wanted to share this with a share button and, right. and I knew, and I knew that I could set, like, I knew I could go up to the. And this is this sounds so silly. I could go to the bar at the top, like mm -hmm. I just did. Yeah, copy right. the link. Yeah, yeah. Drop drop it into a text channel, which I just did for you. But I wanted to do that with one step of a click and then send to right. Yeah, right. And I can't I can't find I couldn't and it and now I'm staring at it. But I I couldn't find the little share box. Why Why is Amazon so so not interested in in me sharing things with people? Um, well, and but it, there is a, but you're looking at it in, in Safari, right? Yes. Yes. There's a oh, share I got, button in Safari. There right? is, there is, but I wanted the, so I, I, here's my, here's my issue. I get a little bit nervous about the, the link and the share button when you have, when you have selection options all on one, um, uh, page right like so you've got black you've got red you've got silver you've got 10 foot you've got six foot you've got three oh, and a half, yes. right and so so i'm i am never clear because this is this has bit me in the ass before uh, if i click yes. on the on the other little thing is that going to change the link right and, and and like maybe sometimes it does i don't most most of the time it messes up for me so what oh, i wanted was okay yeah like, like if i if i click the silver it's going to change the the, the button, but I want it to, it's on black. I want it to share the black. Right. And, yep, and yep. I know, so anyway, so I, it took me 
way too long. Let's say 45 seconds to a minute to find this little, little share box that Amazon mm -hmm. provides. But that is something that I've also experienced on my phone. And almost always when I'm trying to share something with you. So hmm. I don't, I don't know. I, but, and it feel it feels like where that little share, you know, it's a box with an arrow up, right. Which, mm -hmm. which means I I'm opening a door sideways, mm -hmm. um, to, to the, <laughs> To, to the universe of Amazon, to the rest of the people that I need to, to see this, it feels like it should be in a, a, it's not in the right spot for me. Like it needs to be on the right hand side of where, where it says Amazon choice, like 73 unanswered questions and 85, uh, 173 ratings, like somewhere there. That's where mm -hmm. like right in the title and it is in the title, but it's on the left side, not on the right side. And so it took me, it took me like a minute and I'm frustrated and I needed to share that with you. So I don't, well, I don't and, have a solution. It, it, interestingly, <clears throat> I think what you shared with me was not a link to this cable, uh, but a link to the search results at, or, or right. a link to what you searched for. So what it, I see, and this is fascinating for people that this is, if this is your first episode, uh, welcome to food safety talk, wow. where we eventually talk about food safety, but what is what I'm seeing in the Amazon, not the Safari search bar, but the Amazon search bar is USB plus C plus cable plus 12 plus foot plus black. Black. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you've sent me an Amazon search, oh, not an Amazon search result. And I that's think that's not the what way I want. That, yeah. What yes. you would have had to have done would have been to have done the search and then clicked on the thing and then sent me the but, thing. So, but I'm looking at the yeah. thing. Yeah, so, yeah, oh yeah, I, I'm looking at the yeah. thing too, but but yeah. that's only because the the we I, we just did the same search. <laughs> now, did you? So I sent you a, a second link using okay. using a different method, which was okay. the little the little open box. Tell me oh. if it takes you to something. See, is it now? Now that's interesting. The picture is identical. <laughs> but the but the but the the first one in my messages it's, yep. it says Amazon.com. In yep, the second yep. one, it says a.co. <sighs> What is going on here? All right. And this now, now what you have sent me is, I believe, the, the correct thing that you wanted to send me a link. The, to. Yeah. We'll, we'll link to both of these in show notes for anybody oh. who really wants to do a deep dive on Amazon <sighs> uh, and searches and computers. And links. And yeah. And, links. And, and, and so the second one I sent you was from the little box that I couldn't find. And yep. the first one I sent you was from copying it from. So it. So I'm not. Like I'm, I'm, I, I've not gone insane, right? Like, like that. No. That is, it's exactly the the issue that I was trying to avoid, but I couldn't find the little box. Yep, yep. <sighs> and what you sent me is the um, wonderfully named uh, Anchor USB C cable, <sighs> 100 watt, 10 foot, new nylon USB C to USB C cable 2.0 Type C charging cable, fast charge for MacBook Pro 2020, iPad Pro 2020, iPad Air 4, Galaxy S20 Plus, S9 Pixel Switch, LV LG V20, and more, and more, and <laughs> and all the and all the best, uh, all all the great items, all the great <clears throat> electronics. Uh, it's got a twelve. It's got a twelve thousand bend lifespan. Does, do you see that? Does that show you in the in the little picture? It says built to last. In it, uh, twelve. A lot of bends. That's all I see. Well, twelve thousand bends. Twelve thousand. It's got a twelve thousand bend lifespan. That's good. I want a lot of bends in my cables because I'm bending them all the time. Bending them all the time. All the time. So yeah. Well, anyway, this is after all of that. Hopefully this is getting ordered um, because because I ordered the wrong one because I couldn't measure.
Well, and I, I could I could sort of see how you would make this mistake. Yeah. You know, even though three is different than six is different than 10. Um, yeah. I, just, I need something longer. And that and that doesn't look very long without actually like having a six foot person come in to your house. Lay down. And lay down. And, and, lay down. <laughs> and then but also lay down and, and bend around my desk, which is what oh, I want well. it to be, because yeah. I don't want the. I don't want it to be you right now. Tight. You want slack. Yeah. Right now I've got a, um, I could do it. Like, I mean, obviously we're, we're recording. It is plugged in, but the six foot is just hanging from my, my mic stand boom uh, arm. And it is looped behind my keyboard and plugged directly into the front side of my Mac studio, which is not what I want. I want it plugged into the back and, and the cable. I want it cable managed, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. supply I, managed I, and cable managed. <clears throat> Yep. Uh, and I understand that. Um, right now, my I just have cables just everywhere, willy nilly. I've just uh, it's a it's a chaotic cable nightmare. Oh, but I will say so. So speaking of cables, um, I am right now. Do you, can you can you do you hear what's what I'm holding in my hand, Ben? Can you hear this? I, no. Um, you, you hear no, is, are we doing any foley I, at all on this show? No, are you sh- are you shaking um, like three M and M's? What's what, no, what's no? It's a it's a it's an amazing little thing, Ben, and it has. I w- it would be. I don't want to say it's transformed my life. Um, it does make a little nice fidget spinner kind of thing to play with. But no, I'm holding in my hands, Ben. It has. Um, it's a uh, well. It's not. It's not six feet. It's not even three feet. It's probably six inches um uh rubber and it's got two little round things on either end and there's magnets and and ben it's 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 the ben chapman cable management solution the cable management uh yes yes oh they're those are lovely what what color what color is it yeah Uh, well the one that i'm playing with right now is green green Um, but i got an assortment of colors that's what Um, we have yes yeah and and i i have extras even um oh and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's, uh, it, it's really, it's really a lot of fun. And mostly it's a lot of fun just to keep on my desk. So I have something to do with my hands while I talk yeah. to you. I, so funny you say that I, they, they are good fidget, fidget spinners they or are. whatever those things uh, called. Yep. Like you get the nice, it's got a nice uh, magnetic snap there. You can pull them, they're stretchy, all of it. Uh, so man yeah i'm glad you got those there and and how would i have shared that before maybe i used a little button maybe i i, I, I think you maybe it was the some link sort of yeah use some sort of an amazon link um i think yeah i must have. i'm looking i'm looking at my amazon orders to see what it was and i don't see it. oh wait here we go uh, uh smart and cool yeah good that's awesome Yes. Um, uh, sorry uh, once again i will i will because this is apparently a, a thing that we do on the show now uh smart and cool reusable silicone magnet cable ties for bundling and organizing holding stuff book markers oh book markers book markers uh, fridge mag fr- fridge magnets assorted colors um uh six uh, 7.16 inches multi-pack 20 uh, sorry 20 pack multi oh that's excellent that, that yes that, that those are the and very confusingly it's got a picture of a USB C to USB A cable which is wrapped in a black uh uh thingy which shows black. you how it works. Oh good good. Well, I'm glad you got I'm glad you got those. Those are Yeah. That's a that's a fun little uh yeah. They're, they're a fun little treat. I I have them. Now now my my challenge is I've got like some orphans that show up in my bag which are good because sometimes you need them, right? Like you you've lost one and then you find one. Mm. Um so 
Yeah, oh, they're, they're good. They're good. So if you need, I mean, now you've got another link. If you need a, a 10 foot, not 12 foot black <laughs> anchor USB C cable, 100 watt, 10 foot, um, you can get, you can get one. <laughs> oh, um, okay. So, so I got, I got some, I got some stuff I wanted to talk to you about before we got into food safety things. Are you good for uh -huh. some, uh, some department head chair talk? Oh, I have, I have a lot of thoughts. Yes. Okay, good, good. Please. So, so I, I am, I'm noticing something. Mm. Um, and this is, this is between you and I, and, and also any of the, you know, uh, six to 12 people that listen to this podcast. Um, there are, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like name any names. We're going to protect all the, the innocent and the guilty and the, those who we allege crimes against. Um, it, it, there are people who are, emotionally upset and that that's the that's the word mm. those are the words i've, I've thought carefully about this mm -hmm. that that they're they are emotionally upset that other people around them are not in their offices have you experienced oh. this have you is like is this come up at all for you so as someone who is often right. not in their right. office right right yes. and and in fact my office my my department chair's office right now <clears throat> It would be, you could be in it, but right now um, it has freshly painted walls. Um, it has uh, freshly installed lights um, and it has an old carpet that has a lot of detritus from the painting of the walls and the changing of the lights. Right, right. It's, it's absent any furniture <clears throat> except I think a small table and a not terribly comfortable chair. Um and so uh, it's not an office that I would want to be in, but I wouldn't be in that office anyway because I'm home in my home office where I'm much more comfortable, uh, where my coffee and my dogs are close at hand. Yes. Um, and so yes. I have experienced a little bit of pushback from, again, they don't listen to the show, but from someone else uh, who I work with a lot um, who... It's, and they're a very nice person. They would never be so blunt as to say, why the hell aren't you in your office? Um, they would never even curse. Um, but they have expressed some, um, uh, let's say there's just a tone where they're like, are you going to be in the office today? Right, right, right. Kind of tone. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and I understand that. I understand that. I understand that for certain people, it's very important that people be in their offices. Um, right. My philosophy, Ben, is that it's very important that people be reachable. And I, I, one yes. way of being reachable is to be in your office. But, you know, another way of being reachable is to be responsive on emails, to be responsive to phone messages. Right. Um, that that's another way of doing the same thing, in my in my opinion. Yeah, so I agreed. And and I think what I find really interesting about this is that these it, it is not about um the 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 people that I think are are like emotionally upset about this are not people that would be reaching the people that are not in their office. Mm, say that, that one more time? Yes, yes. So so it, it is not, the people that I find are emotionally upset about it are not people that would be reaching these other people in their office or not in their office. Like they're not, they're, they, 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 oh. they happen to co they, they are in the same geographic space. Hmm. They are not, they, they are, they are coworkers, Ooh. but they are not 
collaborators or mm-hmm. yeah and well, and I, I, so I, yes yes yeah, go I, you I, you I you did. go so one of the first things that again and I don't want to compromise any anyone's um opsec here yes um, yes uh, one of the first things that I experienced at bef- either before I was department chair or just after I was department chair was an employee making allegations that another employee wasn't working. Yes. Except one day a week because they only un- overlapped by one day a week in the office. <laughs> right. Which is right. not the same thing. It's not. Um, no, that's not at all the same thing. But and I, then the other yes. thing, the other thing that I want to share with you, which I think is really important in keeping with our theme of computers and, and the internet is I wanted to type because one of the things I like to do with this, with this show, Ben, I don't know if people know, you know, how much we're going to talk about the show on the show, but the, uh, I, I do a lot of the preparation of the show notes, um, or I, I do a lot of the collection of the links for the show notes. Let's yes. say for all the shows. Um, all the great, all the great shows that we do, and I wanted to put in a link about why are some people upset that other people are not in their offices, and I got as far as why are some people, um, and then Safari, uh, Google has um, given me a bunch of really interesting ways to complete that sentence. Are, would you any, like to hear them? I, I would. Are any of them that people are not in their offices? No, I have to type oh. more words to get that, I think. Um, why are some people left-handed? Why are oh. some people not ticklish? Why are some people smarter <laughs> than others? Why are some people lactose intolerant? Why are some people mute? Why are some people ticklish? Okay, so not ticklish, well above ticklish. Why are some people always late? <laughs> uh, hey, hey, hey now. Hey, now. That's a, <laughs> hey uh, let co- the record show I was the one that was late today. Oh, wow. That's just for the, for one time, one time. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. Um, So, so, so your, your example of the, of the overlap is, is kind of, I don't know. It's, I guess it's, it's similar to my situation. So, so this is, um, I I mentioned before, we, we, we have uh, recently moved into uh, uh, a new space and that new space has, has moved um, people oh, right. that were in yeah. two two separate buildings that are for 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 all of history have never co-located um, into one building. So there there's like two 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 groups of people, and um, I, I and this is and again I'm not gonna I, I wanted to talk to you about this because I'm trying to think of a way to handle this from mm-hmm. a from a departmental you know department head chair standpoint, right? Um, the, there are, I, I don't know, like quiet comments. I, I'm not even going to say that they raise to the level of passive aggressive comments, hmm. but it's like, oh, I, I've noticed that that person's never here. And, and these are not, as I said, they just, these are two individuals. Um, and, and it's, this is not just one, one example, like in almost in all of these examples, these, and it's not all coming from the same person and it's not all about the same person, but it's a, it's a common view where it's like, oh, I've noticed that that person is, is never, is, is never in their, in their office. And that, that's like kind of floated out there Mm -hmm. to, for, for my consumption and maybe response. And I don't, and you know, uh, my view on this, Don is, um, I, I agree with you. Reachable is, is the most important thing. And also, if I think about how we all work and higher education's to a, 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 a different world, right? Like, like you and I have different models. They're, they're similar like models, but they are still different on how we have built our, um, 
you know, our, our programs, right? Like our, I was going to say empires, but sure. Well, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and then I have, you know, we, and we have other colleagues. So, so for me, and I actually had a, a conversation with a um, relatively new faculty member about like, what, how did I, when I started, how did I, how did I start? And what was my, what was my plan for, for the, for the program, for the empire? Right. And I was like, I didn't, I don't really have a plan at all. I didn't even know what, what I, what I should be doing. I knew the, I knew what it was that I came from, right? Like I knew what that model right. looked like. Right. Right. And, and then I started that and then I, and then I tweaked it and then it evolved over time and the funds and the, and the work and, and the, just what what it was that I was interested in made, made it what it was, and and it's right. gone through different waves, right? Of right. of stuff. Oh right. Um, and then I then I you know in the same conversation I, I noted a couple of other faculty members who have very different uh, approaches, and they are like very very successful, right? Like right. so so that was the kind of the, the 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 message. But this this one was this is really interesting to me that like all I don't I don't care about the. I don't care about the process and I don't care about right. the location. I right. care about the output results. Yeah. The results. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I find it, I, I still haven't figured out how to handle this where, where the, these hints are dropped like, Oh, you know, I've, I've not seen this person yet. Are, are they okay? And it's like, yeah, they're, they're fine. They, they work in a different model, right? Like they, they, they're, they're in these other locations or they're at home or whatever. And I, but the, the part that I'm struggling with, it's it's the it's empathy right um i right. think that's the right the right thing cuz i don't i can't put myself into the question asker's perspective like i don't know why that person cares okay so you so what oh this is very interesting. so what you're what you're saying is you as a good department head well, as you just, want just, as, you as want to have yeah. what's that <laughs> as a department head let's not say well, good yeah. no but yeah. a good, here's the thing no no i think a good department head has empathy for people yes right yeah. a, a leader has empathy for, a good leader has empathy for people and can feel what they're feeling because i think i really do think of a lot a lot of leadership is really all about the feels ben rather than the the analytics and the and the numbers and the and the efficiencies and all of that kind of stuff and i i do i, I am yeah i'm I try to be, I like to think I'm empathetic, but mostly I really don't give a shit. Right. Um, right. I, right. Really. I'm just focused on like results. Like let's, what do we have to do? And let's do that in as efficient and effective a way as possible. I'm, and that's just, I, I, you know, I, that's just how I am. Right. But so, yeah. And so you're, I mean, it's very, I think it's very good that this is causing you to kind of wrestle with this because i my first reaction would be okay this person is being a jerk by asking this question how can i quickly get them to realize that they're being a jerk right or how or maybe in a more and more empathic manner how can i get this person who i don't understand to feel empathy for the other person that i totally do understand because they figured out another way to do their work right yeah yeah and and, and so how do you, how do you do that? And I guess, I guess, and again, it comes back to like reachability for me. Like if somebody asked me that question, um, I would say, well, um, did you need to contact them for something? I found I, that the best way to contact X is send them an email. I find they're really quick, quite responsive, or you know what? Um, they don't always answer their office phone, but uh, do you have their mobile number? Right? Like some 
some, and we are in a weird place right now in terms of phones and the and people like that have other people's cell phones or don't and 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 how we we have this wonderful incredibly complicated and i'm sure very expensive telephone system that i never use <laughs> Right, right, right. Be because I use it to listen to messages that I've received, and then I call people back on my on my mobile number, right? Right, because right. that's the phone that I use. Um, so, oh, man. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so uh, have you have you have you done any digging into why this no. wh what exactly is bothering this person? Because that could also seem very intimidating because now that now the person that came to you because they were only trying to help, they were raising this question. They're just worried about this person. Uh, now you're giving them the third degree. But I mean, I, I don't I don't I also do not understand people that are like that. And so I would yeah, I would want to understand, like, why are you so why are you so weird about this? <laughs> right. Well, and so, no, I haven't. And and mm. I, I do you remember you remember we didn't when we did our uh, 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 34 things, the the strength finders, I, yes. I found. A, yes, yes. OK, so I found 34 thingies is the thing that that you had. So you are much you you rate way higher on empathy than i do really right? and, oh yeah yeah and, <laughs> and that yeah right right so just think where you think you are and i'm way lower okay wow <laughs> but, wow but you have more woo or something right yeah i got way i'm way high on woo i'm high on input i'm high on um uh what are the other things that i'm really high on um the highest thing i'm on is uh ideation and that's way down the bottom of yours, okay, you know, but whatever. Um, what, so, is, what, is ide what is ideation? I think it's just like, like the, I don't know. Well, I, I'll have to look it up. Um, okay. But I, I think it's just like uh, creativity for the sake of creativity. Uh, um, um, Clifton strength ideation. Let's see what it says here. Um, uh, anyway, um, but I, but because yeah. I did this strength finder thing, so here's the like where I'm at actually doesn't matter. But I, since doing this, did not I did not think I had a blind spot in empathy. Like I thought maybe I, you do. Yeah, and so I'm like huh. way more thoughtful about it. I don't think I'm more empathetic, but I think I think about it more now because mm. of this. And this is exactly it, right? Like this is where. I would have been before, okay, why do you care? Like, I don't understand why you care about this. And I would have left it. Like, don't, don't care about where people are. Right? right. But now I'm thinking, oh, what am I missing that this person cares about where those people are? Right? Mm -hmm. Like what that, yeah. so, so, and I'm not asked, right. But, but, and, and it's, and, and this person it's it's multiple people, right? Like it's, uh, but, but I think that some of it, I, I also dismiss because it, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some like uh, armchair psychoanalytics here. Mm -hmm. I think that some people are interested in where other people are because it gives them value for going into the office. Mm. Does that do, right, you follow right. me? In other words, I I have worth <clears throat> because it, I go into the office. I want you to recognize my worth and I want you to downgrade the worth of this other person that's never in there. Is it look, is it, a, is it a status thing that they're looking for status with you? I actually think it's a little bit different from that. I hmm. think it's, well, I come to the office all the time. And if this person doesn't, and I didn't like, am I like, am I wrong for coming in all the time? Right. Oh, like, okay. like, like the, 
and and that and, and that so so that like I think that, that that's the the so so but but it's more um uh overt than that that is well I I'm coming here to do work and the person who is not here can like and this is your the situation it sounds like you dealt with the person is not here so how is it possible that they can't that they can be working and 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 if you know maybe I shouldn't be here right like like if you know if you if if you're not valuing work and this person over here is not here and they're you know in my mind they're not working then maybe maybe I don't need to be here well, like, but see, here's the thing, everybody. So we, we, during the <laughs> pandemic or after the, whatever, we have the work from home policy right, where right. it's a, pri it's a privilege, not a right. Um, but it's a, but it's a privilege that everybody is entitled to until they show that they're not. And basically everybody works from home two days a week. And as long as there's someone in that front office, when a stranger comes in and needs help, it doesn't really matter who's there. Right. Um, and so this person, um also is doing the same thing so this person is also working from home a couple of days away yeah so right? yours yours is a different situation i think yeah. my mine is i've got a person or these multiple people are never working from home um and we we have a policy here where um it's it's up to the supervisor like like if you want to be if you want to be uh you know four out of five days at home and your supervisor said, hey, that's cool because you get the work done and you're reachable and you get the outputs and go for it. But another supervisor and a supervisor could be a faculty member. And there's, there is some in inequity and in, in related to this. Another supervisor doesn't work that way, doesn't trust that their that their individuals who work for them can do the work at home. So they make everybody come in all the time. Um, that well, the, it, and, it, and that's and that's why I think our policy is probably a better policy. Yeah, yeah because I it's agree. Basically, everyone is allowed this until there's a problem. And if there's a problem and you're not getting your work done, well, then you're going to be denied this privilege. Right. Yeah. And it's not just a problem. It's kind of like a problem that we we've got to, we've got to show and demonstrate, right? Like, like it's right. not a, Oh, this is a problem for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Yeah. I have a problem because I went to your office on Thursday when you're not in your office and you weren't in your office. So it's, no, you're right. Right. Yeah. What, so yeah, it's the issue is like, did you do any work on Thursday? Not, not yeah. were you in the office on Thursday? Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, so the anyway, the but like I have, I've been the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because I'm not, I'm still like, I've just kind of let those comments float out there and like uh, answered it with like a hmm, yes. <laughs> right. Like, oh, that person's not here. Have you, are they, are they coming? And I'm like, hmm, yes. Yes. I don't know. What, whatever. Right. Like, I don't I don't care where, where they are. I'm not it, I'm not I'm not policing that, you know, that aspect of, of people's jobs. But I find it really interesting that other people are, are interested in where other people are. And I can't. And that's the that's the nut I'm trying to crack is like, why? Mm -hmm. What you know, what what is it about that that they're and, and you brought something up that I hadn't thought about, which is like maybe they're worried about them. Um, I don't mm. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think they are. I don't think, but I haven't, I, I guess I just haven't figured it out, but I am the, this having low empathy in my Clifton strength, strength finder has made this like, I'm more, I'm more concerned about my empathy now. Like I'm more aware of, of that. I'm like, I might not understand it, but I know that it's a blind spot. So I should try and think about how I can put myself into someone else's situation better and understand what they're yeah. feeling here. So I, I I am such a suck. I'm, so I just I found uh, Don and Ben thirty four thingies yeah. on my computer, um, and I uh, we we are we are both 
almost equally strategic. Uh, we are both almost equally futuristic. We're yep. more strategic than we are futuristic. Um, our levels of self-assurance are roughly comparable. Yes, um, yes. And then there's some that are That's like- Wild, right? Way, yeah. way different. I just, I am- uh, yeah. And like my, my lowest is your highest, right? Like right. I'm, I'm the lowest in res restorative, whatever that is. And that's where you're the highest. Right. And I don't even know what, yeah, let's look that up. And I'm let's a maximizer see. and you're not. Yeah. Which, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm more yeah. of a learner than you are. I mean, I just, and I, I, I know that, that most of this stuff is probably a little bit of like, right. BS, Right. Yeah. But I, I am just so, I'm just so into this. Yeah. Restorative. Um, here we go. Uh, uh, people often ask us, what does it mean to have restorative strength? <laughs> well, this, uh, uh yeah, that we are. Yeah. First know that strength finders will help you figure out your potential. We call them natural talents or, or natural patterns. Um, so here's the gist people exceptionally talented in the restorative theme. That's me, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. And you are low are adept at dealing with problems. They are good at figuring out what is wrong and resolving it. And I would oh, say wow. that I guess but, I'm but, pretty bad at that. Gee whiz. But it, like that, I don't, yeah, but no, it's it's your, maybe you've already reached your potential. Uh, I so, forgot, that's very kind of you to say, <laughs> but I think that's probably not true. Yeah. Um, um, oh, yuck. So this is, the, and I'll, okay, I'll send you this, this link here because I think it's, it is, I understand this. Like I do fit into this. Um, what I like the way they do it. There's yucks and yays. Okay. What a yuck situation for restorative. Um, when people ignore problems and find quote band-aid solutions to keep going while the problem persists, that really does bother me like that, that, you know, sweeping issues under the rug and not taking accountability. Yays. And, and yeah. I would, I would have thought that I feel the same way, Ben. Yeah. Well, apparently I don't. Maybe, maybe you do. Maybe you do. Like maybe the yeah. Mm. But these that would be, like I, I guess the the thing with this it's a ranking, right? So it's mm. just you, there are other things that rank yuck higher than than that. And for me, that would be my number right. one yuck, right? Ah, uh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. And and yay situations for restorative for me diagnosing problems, especially challenges that left others baffled. Absolutely, like that would be my like in my like, you know. I, and I guess this is why the, the thing happens. Like if I was to look at all the other things, like the me figuring out whether I'm, you know, the empathy of someone else is not going to get me nearly as excited as diagnosing problems, challenge, uh, you know, especially challenges that left others baffled. Yeah. Um, so but I yeah. would say yeah. the same thing about me too. I mean, I, yeah. I love explaining to people how we can use math and risk you know, to give some clarity. I, I had a, a absolutely amazing call with a couple of collaborators yesterday where we walked through like some ways to do this. And yeah, so I don't know. It's just, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm very puzzled by that, but yeah. I probably, I just haven't tried hard enough. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, this, uh, yeah. So this has been your, uh, this has been another episode of, uh, department head, head chair talk. Uh, yeah, I think we're, I think this is, that's a show. No, do oh, we, I, do, we I do. Yeah. I, I do you got stuff. one, one, one more thing. Um, I, and I had to, I, you probably maybe didn't hear cause I was very secretive about it. I, I walked into the other room oh, so I could pick yeah. up my Kindle so I could look up the uh, book that I'm reading that you <sighs> recommended. Uh, the subtle art of not giving an, an F. F. Yes, yes. And what I have found is it's equal parts brilliant and 
boring and stupid. <laughs> um, yes, so yes. I, I, there are parts of it that are very good. There are parts of it that are very bad. Obvious, and it right? feels like, like, well, or it feels like, this feels like um, this person had a successful blog and then someone asked them to write a book yep. uh, and they wrote a book that was just basically putting together a bunch of well-written and, and well-done blog posts along with some that were not as much. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, and I, I feel like this would have been like if, if Merlin Mann had ever delivered on his book uh, uh, and, and done a poor job, this is what it would have been like. Right. Yep. I mean, it just was not, it's fine. I'm reading it, it, but there's there's parts where I just like, okay, scan this page, see if there's anything interesting. Nope. Next page, next page. And I, I'll go on that. And I'm like, oh, this, this part looks interesting. I'm going to read this part. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. Um, because I thought there were some really cool nuggets that were in it, right? Like there, there, yeah. So, oh, good. Well, I'm, I'm excited that you're reading that. That was, that was like not, uh, not not assigned homework that was just uh, suggested suggested no homework. and it it, it, it treated yeah. me i bought i bought the uh i, I got the uh kindle uh free you know the free yep. bit and it's like okay yeah i'll i'll, I'll give this guy uh i don't know um you know however many bucks five bucks ten bucks yeah whatever it is kindle yeah I'm, i could uh, i could I'll I'll, I'll 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 do that so yeah I, uh, so okay let's talk about um other books and i'm gonna send you one um here uh, here in a second that you could also I think I can send this somehow. Um, oh yeah, I can do it on the, on the Amazon. Um, I had a, a lovely breakfast with an author. Uh, oh yeah. Um, and, uh, he, um, I, I, I purchased his book. Um, so, okay, here, let me send this to you. Uh, copy link coming your way now take a look at this Th this might be someone who we have as a as a future guest on our on our show um so the mm -hmm. author's name is zach frolick Fro yeah frolick he's a um a professor uh a, a, you know associate professor or something like that at uh, auburn university um and he published his um uh, phd dissertation as a book and it's all mm -hmm. about the history of labels food labels hmm. not yeah and it's, it's fascinating the first couple of chapters um i think i've read four four chapters is really really interesting um and and really most of what he focuses on at least like as far as i'm in the book is how is the um technical and um outside external forces lobbying kind of forces around labeling but specifically nutrition facts labels mm -hmm. it's it, like this is one of those books where it's like you and I are the target audience, right? Like, like it's, it's in the kind of, you know, CFP excitement, like it's all of the, the legislative mess and, and how the, you know, mo much of food regulation in this case, food label regulation is a little bit of science and a little bit of art and a little bit of lobbying. Um, and I, I, you know, even some of the history, he, he is a, a historian, um, as well. And so he kind of goes back into how do we even get here? Um, and so, so, so Zach and I, he was, he was here actually the day that his book, um, launched or, uh, it was published. 
uh, he he happened to be here on on campus giving a talk, and uh, and then I was I was away that day, but then he and I had breakfast the day afterwards, um, and he 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 reached out to me and said, hey, would you like to like chat? Because I think we have you know similar interests, and it was just a really really great conversation. I, I look forward to like you know, maybe bringing him on here, maybe collaborating, just he, it's a, it's a really, it's an interesting area that intersects with the things that we do. He's, he's not in the world of like behavior change or the outcome of like safe handling instructions on food where, where you and I would fit, but he's on the, like, how, what, what are the regulatory constraints and how do we get to those constraints? So, yeah. So, and, and, you know, uh, a book that I would recommend and is interesting, interesting, but not, I'm not assigning it to you, Don. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, I I have a couple of talks that I heard recently that I also want to talk about, and this kind of fits with our. It, it is it is related to food science and food safety, um, but also relates to department head chair safety talk uh, because I heard and you you know some of the people that I met um, while I was uh, at Purdue, um, but a couple that really impressed me um, is we heard a presentation on what's for better or worse is are called ultra processed foods. Ah, yes. Um, yes. And uh, Richard Mattis, uh, who is a distinguished professor in the department of nutrition science, department of public health. And he's the director of the ingestive behavior research center. Um, he gave just an amazing talk uh, where he really, um, I, w I wouldn't say it was a takedown, but he, he pointed out some of the problems with um uh, laying blame at the feet of ultra processed foods, but at the same time was a, it was a very fair and wet and, and well-reasoned criticism, I thought. Mm. Um, and, and I really want to bring him to Rutgers, uh, the, uh, and so this was the council of food science administrators meeting. That's also joint with the, uh, association of nutrition departments and programs. And, and so the nutritional sciences department, chair at Rutgers did not go, uh, but somebody from his faculty did. And, and actually mm. I, she sat at our table uh, with the, because, because the way it works is it's a half a day of food science, a day of nutrition and food science, and then half a day of nutrition. And so we overlap for one day. And so it was really nice to talk with her. And she was also really impressed with this guy. And so I think we want to, we want to bring him to Rutgers. And then the other person that I heard speak who is equally, if not more amazing, is David Nelson, who is has a PhD in history of all things. Um, and he works at the Purdue Center for Instructional Excellence. And he has basically taken what is essentially a, a sabbatical, a seven-month sabbatical, to learn about chat GPT huh. <laughs> and gave an amazing presentation about what's going on in the world of AI as it specifically as it relates to undergraduate education. And I don't know how much you've been paying attention <clears throat> to this, Ben, but um, it, it chat GPT is apparently um, blowing up education um, yeah. because here's the thing. Kids can type stuff into chat GPT and uh, get answers back that uh, can fool people about how good they are. And, and, oh, and this is another uh, tip from, from David. Um, he said the, the current version of chat GPT that you can get for free is 3.5 and it's quite good. Um, but you can pay for four and four absolutely blows 3.5 away. So oh, I'm almost so, to the point where I'm going to pull the trigger and pay for chat GPT version four, just to get a sense of what it's able to do. But uh, yeah, just an absolutely 
like riveting presentation, edge of your seat presentation. I mean, you say, I, I, I don't know about you, Ben, I sit in these meetings and half the time I'm looking at email or I'm zoning yeah. out, I'm doing something else. And for those two presentations, they, they, I won't say they had me a hundred percent of the time, but they were well up into the 90th percentile of my attention. So, so do we, in the, in the conversation in that, that mm -hmm. one, uh, you know, cause you and I have talked about chat GPT and I'm, I'm in the, the midst of trying to figure out how to, um, we're, 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 uh, you know, get back to department head chair talk. Um, mm -hmm. We've got we got cluster hires here. Do you guys have those? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, so I'm like, in the yeah. I'm in the midst of a cluster hire right now. A cluster something anyway. Cluster, uh, but, it's a yeah. cluster. Yeah. So um, so yeah. So one one that that is um, become the cluster that is being defined is around AI machine learning, and and I would like to put together um, a, a position description for my department in like. Um, agricultural education, communications, um, science education, and in utilizing AI and machine learning um, for educational purposes, and and you know, and Chat GPT is at the forefront of that, right? Right. And so during this during that that talk, um, did um, how how are, like were there any recommendations made on how we can better integrate? AI and machine learning and chat GPT into the learning stream as opposed to like bucket, like, you know, not, not bucket, like, yep. yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Yep. Yeah. I know like, exactly was, what yeah. you mean. Um, yeah. I, in, I put in our text uh, channel, the yep, yep. PDF of his presentation, which yeah. I think I also sent you to did. writing buddies. Um, you did. And, and yeah, and he basically talks about that. And in the email that I sent, um, <clears throat> I said, take a particular, and, and so it's a, it's an extremely uh, minimalist um, PowerPoint with not even the uh, the title of the, uh, not even the author's names, um, uh, and it's just bl black and white, but with links, and uh, yeah, and in, in, in at some point here, um, uh, there there is an example of using it. Uh, yeah. And so using large language mo models for our work, uh, start yeah, experimenting, yeah. explore different prompts, create assessment questions and case studies. Um, uh, yeah. And so I think that's the link that I said that was really good because he basically s proposes, I think if you click on, you click on the case studies, it, it, it should give you, but basically it, it, it shows, yeah, food sanitation case studies. Um, uh, you're a faculty member in food science and nutrition, create five case studies. Um, and then, and then chat GPT four um, creates these, these case studies. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and really. And then I think assessment questions are good too. Uh, yeah. I, I want you to explore enzymatic browning. Give me 10 examples of distinct mechanisms to enhance enzymatic browning, 10 examples to inhibit with detailed descriptions of the reactants and products for each. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's it's super uh, super good. Um, uh, and again, I mean, it, and it's it's probably more fun to explore in areas where you specifically have expertise to find out just how good or how bad um, uh, it uh, ChatGPT is at doing these things. But yeah, yeah. good, good, good. Um, yeah, so I I don't know. I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to figure this out. Right, like we had a um, we had someone come to our department last year that was a potential spousal uh, hire mm -hmm. for um, someone in a different department who gave a really interesting and great talk about um, utilizing AI in, in grading mm -hmm. um, and uh, and then also 
looking for for trends in grading that across uh, undergraduate classes that would show missed um, learning like um, the basically holes in in teaching right like here are the learning objectives these are the take a look at all of these responses that my students have put in what are the holes where do i need to focus on more in in the objectives that i'm teaching right like like right. They, did they get these which i thought was really interesting um so yeah there's something there's something here um for for that but that's that's really cool awesome um i i put something in here that i think we could turn into a risky or not but i i <laughs> but i actually just want to talk to you about it first sure. because i thought it was really fascinating and there's a there's a social aspect of this as well um are you are you familiar with uh amazon drivers p being sold on amazon no <laughs> okay um i'm gonna send you a link to a vice <laughs> article that that captures this whole story but i came across this some sometime last week because there was a documentary put on uh, uh, uh on um uh uh, it was in the UK, I think, um, on, on this, and it's called the Great Amazon Heist. But there's a food safety aspect to this that you'll, mm -hmm. I think, you'll see. So, um, so the uh, oh, what did I say? Vice? It's Wired. Um, okay. Not not Vice. It's, it's the other. It's the other one that that has a similar logo that looks, you know, that writes the same kind of articles. So this is from uh, October nineteenth. Amazon lets its driver's urine be sold as an energy drink. <laughs> like what? What? So now I'm now I'm intrigued. So Amazon sold bottles of urine marketed as an energy drink, a new documentary alleges. So it's a little like, okay, sort of. But what happened was there was a whole bunch of Reddit um like posts about um like Amazon drivers reporting that they don't have time to go to the bathroom mm -hmm. uh, between deliveries. And so what so so what they were doing is urinating in bottles. And this guy decided um, to uh, capture those those bottles. Oh, let me see if I can find another article on this, um, uh, because there was actually a really good picture of the like how he harvested these um, and um, and so, so uh, you know, uh, so to avoid penalties, they end up discarding the bottles on the side of the road. Butler searches the roadsides near Amazon warehouses, from Coventry <laughs> to New York to Los Angeles, and more than often strikes liquid gold. Um, from there, it's laughably straight, straightforward for Butler to get release listed for sale on Amazon. Um, yeah, I gotta find the other. There's a better article. This, this yeah, is not and, the, and this, yeah. and this is. I mean, this is a very. This is a funny article, and really, this guy, this guy Butler, uh, there's a wonderful paragraph in this uh, Wired article um, where it basically describes this guy Butler's mo. Um, uh, and I think this is this is we need more of this. Uh, but this is this is this is a, this is a stunt. This is not a thing. This is a stunt. But I think we need more of this because it's very funny. Um, so Butler is a journalist, presenter, and renowned puller of stunts. I, I will say that for sure. He's probably most famous for turning his shed in a London garden into the number one ranked restaurant on TripAdvisor. Right. So right. this yeah. is a guy who who basically sees opportunities in the world and exploits them for fun and profit. Right. Uh, and and it's it's fine. It's fine. I think we need more of this. But this is this is a this is a stunt, really. Bottom line, this is just a stunt. 
Yeah, so it's a stunt. Um, but so this is actually the one that I I wanted to share with it's you was Vice, and so Vice, this this right. one's got way more details, and I love this. So you've got a picture yeah. of like him getting bottles at the side of the side of the road, but then the thing that I want you to focus on is about halfway down this article where you see the bottles of release and the nutrition facts in the label. Huh. So this is like so so he. I mean, he created the, uh, uh, a, a human consumption product, right? Right. And it says right. on here, at Release Energy, we embrace waste. That's why we've developed the first fully reusable energy drink. Once you're finished your Release Energy, having savored the fizzy tang on your tongue, felt its replenishing nectar course through your body and found yourself beyond hydrated, simply reopen your bottle and fill it back up to the brim to achieve maximum release. <laughs> so the logo is responsibly sourced. Um, ethically treated workers and fit for human consumption and the ingredients are water 95% urea yep. creatinine cre cre not creatine cre 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 creatinine creatinine, creatinine. yeah yep. uric acid chloride sodium potassium sulfate ammonium phosphate um and which, which uh, is the chemical composition of urine basically. right right Yes. Yeah. So, but here's the thing that I thought was really interesting. So he put them up on Amazon. His goal is to make them a number one uh, seller. He he did have that happen, but um, it, he got a, a note. Um, Amazon has noticed unusual reviewing activity on this product. Due to this activity, we have limited the product to verified purchase reviews. So, so he was doing like he was utilizing his friends who were not actually purchasing the product right. yet to to put reviews in um um and so uh, in other words he writes in other words i've effed it amazon is on to me who did i think i was thinking it was possible to get a number one drink on amazon made out of driver's urine there's no way the largest on online retailer on earth would allow this to happen i've dreamt too far this time but then another update and it happened it was uh, a number one uh, a bestseller uh, in bitter lemon flavor uh, drinks, uh, energy right. drinks. Um, uh, uh, okay, and then, um, so Amazon's the biggest marketplace in the world. It's fast, convenient, and frictionless. Buy a rocket lamp now and it'll arrive at your door like magic within a day. But it's also the Wild West, a dangerously powerful platform that is oblivious and ignorant of its own inner workings. I set out to discover if Amazon Marketplace was blind and insecure enough to let me list bottles of its own driver's piss in, as an energy drink. I couldn't have predicted how easy it would be, allegedly. Um, in a statement, Amazon said safety is our top priority, uh, safety is a top priority for Amazon, and we require all products offered in our store to comply with applicable laws and regulations. We have industry-leading tools to prevent genuinely unsafe products being listed, and we monitor our stores for genuine product safety concerns. Unfortunately, release was removed from Amazon shortly afterwards. So, right. so the like, I, I don't, I couldn't like get a sense. I don't think he actually sold it. Right. Like, I don't think it was he made labels, he made products, but I don't think he actually shipped these. And right. I think so. Had he shipped these here in the US, I think what he was doing was illegal. Right. Like, not this is not a food. This, this would like not be in compliance with FDA's Food Safety Modernization Act. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think you can sell human urine as a food, right? I mean, right, right, but, you're right. but here's the thing. Um, could you sell um, water, urea, creatinine, uric acid, 
chloride, sodium, potassium sulfate, um, ammonium phosphate. I don't know. Right. Know. Like, could yeah. you could like you can't sell human urine, but uh, full stop. Right. That would be against the law. Could you right. sell the ingredients? Could could you sell basically a product that matches what this label says that I don't know that that's a more subtle question? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and what you know, what does this and, and I appreciate, you know, you and I were on a panel gosh, I don't know, six or seven years ago with with Linda, our, our friend Linda Harris, um, as well as at the time, um, uh, I think it was Allison Jennings from Amazon. I think Allison does not does mm -hmm. not work there anymore. For, yeah. Yeah. But um, we we had a conversation because Linda was able she found some uh, some products on Amazon that had been recalled and they were recalled due to uh, contamination with salmonella and it was part of a soy nut butter outbreak, right? So not spy nut. I don't even know what that is. Soy nut butter salmonella um, recall almond uh, inspired natural foods. Um, and 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 so we you like on this one, the what 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 I think could happen was these products still ex existed in commerce. They had been recalled, but they had moved sort of back and right. forth between warehouses. The information to one of the warehouse did not get that it had been recalled. She was able to order stuff and have it shipped to her house. And I think you you also received some, right? Like did or Michelle did maybe. Do you remember that? I remember there was a whole lot of uh, about this, but I don't think I actually ended up getting any. I, and I ordered it and it never arrived, but then I followed up with mm. the, with, with this, the distributor. And I was like, but on behalf of Linda, like I called them and was like, right. Hey, I received this stuff, but I see what's recalled. And it was a real, it was just a fascinating like experience where it, you know, Amazon also through their, their like, you know, AI and algorithm somehow figured out that it, because we ordered a bunch of stuff and that that it was recalled so so they stopped the shipment to a couple of us but some of it made it through and then i think linda got like a call from like the fbi or something right mm -hmm. because you know the the product was had been recalled and it was sold illegally but i don't remember all the details but but it it it, it highlighted and, and i think that this this example from you know from from vice gives the same situation where it's like you you can sell stuff on Amazon through Amazon um, and Amazon, the upfront aspect of being able to do this is is relatively easy. Being able to sell a bunch of like urine from Amazon drivers, you know, as a as a business probably isn't going to work, but you could get it to the point where people are giving reviews and, and like there's nothing really stopping you from this. Right. Yeah. And I think that like, that was the the like the, the interesting part for me on this on this one. Yeah, this was this was a fake product that was just designed to spoof Amazon. And the goal was to get this fake, not real product that nobody is actually buying to be number one. Right. Uh, which yeah. is which is again, I mean, that's uh, that's kind of what uh, this this person uh, Butler's. Um, Mo is right. That's just what they do, and that's and that, like I said, it, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a fun, it's a fun story, but it it's not a it's not a it's not a, a quote unquote real product. Right, right. Although he did have both the labeling 
the bottle and the input of urine uh, based on what it looked like he uh, he collected and harvested from these uh, Amazon uh, near Amazon warehouses. Um, and and I thought it was I don't know if you saw the um, in in the article. Uh, there's a picture of him standing outside of an Amazon warehouse with a trash bin and he's holding up a sign that says designated urine collection point. Did you mm -hmm. see that one? Yeah. No. But yeah. It's, it's pretty good. That's in the vice article. So, um, yeah. So, but yeah, so don't like, uh, don't, don't buy or sell Amazon or don't buy or sell Amazon dryer piss. Um, but, but also it, you know, like, a, yeah, a, a, a very, um, interesting. And, and I agree with you. Funny, funny stunt. It's kind of like, um, we, I know we talked about this a while ago, but, um, do, did you ever watch Nathan for you? Um, no, but I've heard, I've heard Merlin and Alex talk about it a lot. Yeah. yeah. And there was one episode that I really loved, um, that we'll link to, uh, some links to this and, and the Wikipedia uh, article called dumb Starbucks. Um, and so, uh, Nathan Fielder, um, and, and his, his crew, it created, um, a fake Starbucks called dumb Starbucks and, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, and like rented space, did everything like made it look like a Starbucks, but the way that he felt he was getting away with this was that he, it was theater. So it was not food. Like they were selling food, but it was under some like, um, uh, like, uh, law that, that, that circumvented the health inspection because it was a, um, like a performance art. It was a performance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that did not, um, uh, <laughs> like it, they were still shut down. The health inspector comes in, uh, at the end of the show and, 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 and shuts them down. Um, but yeah, this, it's a good, it's a good, like, that's a, it's a good episode. And it's, it's kind of like along the same line of, um, of this vice, uh, you know, this, this, uh, vice article and, and the documentary that came out of it. So, yeah, I always find it fun where like food safety get crosses into the performance and cultural aspect of things. Sure. And just to just to close the loop a little bit on this, um, uh, I did find out that apparently, according to this uh, document on the EPA website, that urea uh, does have grass status. So haven't well, checked they... the other uh, components. Um, uh, so next one up would be creatinine. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to do that right now because I got to do a podcast with you. But right, right, uh, right. at yeah. least the, the, the after water is allowed in food and apparently so is urea. So um this might actually be a legitimately allowed food product uh, i gotta but i gotta research the other ingredients <laughs> all right on it on it good um uh so oh where's the okay so the, a couple a couple other things that we have in our um in our folder that i want to highlight um so uh Car our, our friend carl custer who mm. always sends us great emails um, sent something and I want to find the original, um, on this. Cause he, uh, the, he, he sent a, an article, um, uh, that, that was published by, uh, our, you know, I would say our friend, someone who we we've spent some time with, I think sat on uh, a council at CFP, uh, with, um, Laura, Laura Brown, 
mm-hmm. um, from uh, CDC. She was a senior author on an article that was published this month in JFP that I thought was really, really cool. Um, and it was uh, restaurant and staff characteristics related to practices that can contribute to cross-contamination. So I'll send you a link to that that we can mm-hmm. put in our show notes. Um, uh, the uh, data collectors observed at least one food worker action that could lead to cross-contamination in 63% of restaurants. And this was done through the SNET, um, CDC's Environmental Health Specialist Network. They, uh, w- the uh, data collectors went out to 312 restaurants uh, across six SNET sites in five different states. And they, they observed for, I think it was 50 minutes. Um, and that, you know, similar to some work that I had done a, a while ago, but a, you know, different, really confirmed some of the, the stuff that, that we saw. Most frequently observed action that could lead to contamination was bare hand contact or dirty glove contact with ready to eat food. Um, and anyway, uh, Carl sent that, that article um, to us and then included a tidbit that I wanted to read because, mm-hmm. again, he always sends great stuff. He said, one of my practices when sent to troubleshoot an FSIS establishment, because Carl was a a former FSIS staffer um, and uh, a scientist there, but he would stand still in the processing area and look. A Booker magazine helped the workers to ignore me. It was a tactic taught by Bernie Sirkowitz. He advised me to watch where hands touch. Um, several times, I dragged the inspector and plant manager out and asked, have you ever seen what they're doing? Workers are generally not evil. They just want to do their job efficiently. Training to prevent contamination is essential. And then he said there's an asterisk on he advised where hands touch because he said a classic was a burrito assembly line about 1977. Fillings were well cooked and workers washed their hands well, but they still had a spoilage problem. Bernie stood and watched. When the workers took a break, they reached under their stools to pull away from the conveyor belt. When they returned, they reached under the stool to pull it up. We looked under the stools and saw spoiled burrito filling waiting to contaminate well-washed hands. <laughs> <laughs> Since then, I don't reach under a restaurant seat to pull it up to the table. But, but you know, watch where hands go is like, if, if Don, if I was to write a book about my food safety lessons, like Carl just it like highlighted it here, right? This is kind of exactly what we do in, in the in the who's in the kitchen with Dinah Kitchens. Um, is we we watch where hands go and uh, and we look for where where hand hand touch uh, places are. And so it's exactly what Laura did, and that's a great paper. And uh, and I appreciate Carl telling a story from 1977 because these these are the these are the gems that that he sends to us to collect and talk about. So I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, and the uh, we I did a search on Bernie Sirkowitz. Um, uh, and the top hit is an article um, uh, in Food Safety Magazine uh, entitled Being the Third Eye in a Plant with a Problem, Listeria, Salmonella, Extraneous Materials, or Worse, um, uh, from October uh, 2018, written by our very own Dr. Carl Custer. So oh, good, um, good. He, he calls out Bernie in this uh, in this uh, article as well. So, uh, yeah, so a little bit of, uh, and cause we wouldn't, I mean, we could post Carl's email to us, but that's, uh, but that's, that's not as, as relevant as let's say this, perhaps this, uh, food safety article where again, um, uh, he basically retells the same story. Uh, one of my usual tactics was to watch the workers. I uh, bring a newspaper or magazine, pretend to read it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. He says, so now I just stand still. Recycling. And record. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, it, that's good. That's good. Um, uh, I, so the other thing I wanted to ask you about, um, and, well, there, there are two things, but a couple of other papers came across our, um, our desk. Um, are you, so 
um, ACS Publications, American Chemical. Chemical Society, good, good, good publication, right? Like we, we like the mm-hmm. stuff that they do. Good, um, good stuff. There is a paper that was written that I'm going to share with you, um, that I that that's adjacent to a lot of the stuff that we talk about. It's about mm-hmm. cutting boards, but it's not about um, microbes on cutting boards. It's about microplastics in human food. So, um, have you? Do you? Did you? Did this come across your 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 world this week? I, I- uh, yeah, well, only because a listener to the show sent us an article from the takeout, um, yeah. which I, I did put in here, which is probably what what triggered the ACS link for you. Um, and and the article in the takeout is entitled, uh, This Kitchen Tool Creates More Waste Than We Thought. Every yeah. little chop or subhead, every little chop or slice creates more plastic waste. I had not heard of this. I was not aware of this until until a listener sent it to us. Yeah, and I thought um, I think I came across it uh, through my Apple News right around the same time mm, for course. the takeout because uh, that's where I get that's where I get my stuff. So this is this is really interesting. So um, I I don't look at microplastics, and this is again we're not toxicologists, right? So right. let's let's be real real open about that. And I don't think about microplastics in human food. Like right. like I don't I don't think about it as I as I eat or as I do the research that I do. So this this was a a, a small introduction to me. Um, and so um, the the I'll read from the article or well from the article and the abstract. Um, so uh, chopping on polyethylene boards was associated with a greater release of microplastics with a vegetable, i.e., carrots, than chopping without carrots. Okay, so meaning like really, I, I think what they demonstrate in this paper is that if you chop something that is hard, you put more force into the board and sure. it generates more microplastics. Really, that's, makes yeah, yep. makes sense. Um, and uh, um, uh, based on our assumptions, we estimated a per person annual exposure of 7.4 to 50.7 grams of microplastics from a polyethylene chopping board uh that's all that seems like a lot mm-hmm. um and uh 49.5 grams from a polypropylene chopping board we further estimated that a person could be exposed to 14.5 to 71.9 million polyethylene microplastics annually so i, I think those are like m- microplastic is like a unit i guess right um and so the preliminary toxicity study of polyethylene microplastics did not show adverse effects um, uh, on the viability of uh, mouse fibroblast cells for 72 hours. So, but I, I guess it was something that that I, I I'm glad a listener floated to us, and I'm glad I came across it because it's not something that I that I think about. But I do when when people ask about cutting boards, and we have talked a little bit about this on this podcast and in our other podcast. Um, uh, you know, it, it often comes up like, you know, the question of like, what's better, wood or plastic? And, um, and, and, you know, we, we go back to, um, the work of, uh, of, of our friend, um, whose name is, um, Dean Cliver, Dean Cliver, whose name is, is, escapes me right now. Uh, but Dean, who, who is, uh, you know, essentially did work to show both, both have risk. Um, and when micro, when it comes to plastic cutting boards, the grooves uh, within the board really become the issue. And this is the, 
this is how the grooves happen, right? Like the, it's the microplastics getting um, displaced from the, from the board itself and ending up on the knife in the environment, but also in, uh, in food potentially. And so I thought it was a nice companion to that, that conversation that we often have about grooves being a place where microbes can harbor and, and also that the displaced microplastics um, get consumed. And I, you know, again, from this, from this paper, it really doesn't talk about, um, I, I would say make the case for risk uh, of using a plastic cutting board from a microplastic standpoint, but it's something that I thought was notable um, and interesting. Well, but so let's just, let's just, so I'm a little, I haven't read the article. I'm just looking okay. at the abstract. It says a, we estimate a per person annual exposure of 7.4 to 50.7 grams of microplastics from polyethylene chopping board. Okay. And 49.5 grams from a polypropylene chopping board. So why is there, why is there a range from the yeah. polyethylene and not a range from the polypropylene? Also, how much does a cutting board weigh? If you're if you're losing 50 grams from a cutting board every year, does that even make sense? It might be because I think the way that so their estimates, let me look at this. I think they're talking about um not just your home cutting board, but polypropylene uh um yeah, where was this? Um I don't know how they do the, like how, how they do it <laughs> really. Like it's, it's in the, after figure four, they talk about these estimates. Okay. Um, the math, yeah. You know, the PDF is taking a while to load on my computer, but I, I'm a, again, I'm, I, I should read the article before commenting, but I'm a little suspicious. That just seems awfully high, but Again, let's like what's the what's the math, right? What's the the logic behind the their their math estimates? So yeah, and I don't know. It's in the it's in the paper. Yeah, the P, it's in the PDF somewhere, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I was confused by the by the range as well, and why it was very specific for the um, for the polyethylene chopping board. Um, but but I did see the like you know the preliminary toxicity study didn't show adverse effects right so like okay so we're consuming maybe some level of microplastics in related to cutting boards um yeah uh but what i thought was Im from implications here here's maybe where we're overstating some things this study identifies plastic cho chopping boards as potentially as potentially a major source of microplastics in human food <laughs> right that's a lot of potentially in major are, are yeah. quite are interesting. Um, so yeah, the number of microplastics released from a plastic chopping board could dramatic, could be dramatically high when used in giant fast food chains and restaurants over a long period, such restaurants chop a large quantity of food in a minimal time, which could consequently increase the microplastics. I don't know. It, anyway, more it, it, interesting, um, interesting paper. I guess. Yes. Um, and the other one, so I want you to talk about something. I didn't get a chance to, to, to jump in on this cause I, I was doing other stuff, but do you want to talk about, uh, Listeria and blue light and biofilms? Sure. 
Yeah, because um, I thought this one was kind of. Let, let's find this blue light. Um, you you had a really good answer here. Um, so so this the, uh, I'll, I'll send you the the link that we can kind of riff on a little bit. Um, there was a paper that was published in Applied and Environmental Micro Microbiology. This was sent to us by by our friend and a um, journalist at uh, um, Food Safety News, uh, Coral Beach, and. Uh, the 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 paper was was uh was published by you know the a, a real good um like group of of folks right like and so the the the, the uh, at the university of georgia um and um the uh, article headline is inactivation of dried cells and biofilms of listeria monocytogenes by exposure to blue light at different wavelengths and the influence of surface materials. And before I get into this for you, when I read the paper, the one thing that really stood out about me has been about this has been something that I had talked about. You and I have talked about, it, I think in the past, as it relates to like light, UV light, uh, surface light um, issues in, um, in food processing settings. And that in a lot of a lot of situations they they did not take an account of biofilms and in this paper they talk about biofilms um and so i yeah i want to get your thoughts about um uh, about this and i believe it was i understand it was dried biofilms not wet biofilms but it's something I, that yeah i'm i'm not sure um that's what what coral implies in her message to us but um as I read it, as I read the the methods of the paper, they tested it against dried cells and biofilms. So I'm I'm not sure if the biofilms were dried per se, but they but I it, so yeah. So I mean, we'd have to like read the methods in detail. But I mean, I think the the I mean, it's I mean, it's good. It's it's a good it's a good it's a good research group. Um, uh, 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 Francisco is a, a very uh, well-respected uh, food safety microbiologist. Uh, Francisco Diaz Gonzalez. Um, oh, and uh, Govind is a co-author on this as well. Our friend yeah. Govind, who listens to the podcast, shout out to shout out to him. Um, and so, and again, maybe he can he can fill us in on the details of the of the methods here. But basically, any my, my uh, and Coral asked, you know, what what our thoughts were, and my thoughts were well. Any of these light-based technologies are suffer from the limitation that they're light-based technologies, right? And so if you're if you're looking to disinfect a food processing plant, it's fine. Um, but it wouldn't get the uh, to harken back to an earlier uh, portion of the show, this would not handle the contamination under the stools, right? That Carl talked about because right, that's not right. where you would shine the light, right? And so the light is typically going to shine on surfaces that are visible to you that are going to be easily cleaned. The issue with formation of biofilms or establishment of organisms in processing plants is they get into places that are hard to to reach. And so if if the biofilm or the cells are in a location where light does not normally shine on them, well, unless you get that blue light down there and shine it, it's not going to work. Also imagine a crack, let's say in a floor or something where now the organism is able to persist like down into that crack and maybe under the floor tiles well the blue light is not going to help there either because the blue light is not getting there right and so yeah i mean these are these are useful technologies um but they're, they're but they're not they're not foolproof and they have to actually the light and the light travels in a straight line right and so if if, if there's something blocking that light either uh, another bacterial cell or uh you know a piece of equipment then it's not going to work so uh again interesting technology it's a 
good article published in a good journal. Um, oh, and you put something here in the text about um, uh, the biofilms. Yeah. yeah. So, so it was, it, it makes it sound like these are dry biofilms to me um, because they say, uh, oh, dried they, as described they, above. Yep. Dried yep. As, yeah. Yeah. And well, that, which is so, good. Yeah. Like that, that, yeah. and, and that, and that, that is a good thing to do because yes. we know that generally speaking, organisms in dry environments survive better than organisms in wet environments. And so they are, um, they are maximizing the chance that the organisms in these biofilms are going to persist. So, so good, good for them for doing this in, in and, and they, and they note in the, in the actual article, they note that, you know, one of the things that, still needs to be done is to actually test this in a, a real a real food processing plant environment so yeah um, instead of a laboratory well and and i i the one of the things that i thought about on this was if you're in a food processing environment how would you deploy this right like are we talking about blue light all the time um and we we know from like and uh there's a couple things uh here i'll, I'll send you a couple of links one mm -hmm. one link from cdc uh, just about the um, issues related to blue light on on sleep habits, but also on eyes. So, so are we talking like if if you think about okay, we've got blue light in a manufacturing setting and it's always going to be on. How does that impact those em those employees that are there? Um, and and I think that that like or is this something that is just focused on? you know, food contact surfaces in a manufacturing setting where there are not employees out there all the time. Cause I think that's, it's just one of the things that I, I think about of like, we, it, we always kind of have to keep in mind of like how this and how this could possibly impact the others who are, who are there that are not going to be like, we're not worried about killing listeria or biofilm or, you know, inactivating mm -hmm. pathogens on, but, but are, are around and exposed to it for a long time as well. Um, and we, I mean, you and I are getting blue light right now from our, uh, um, from our, um, uh, screens. Uh, but, but I think that's different in a, in a, you know, uh, an entire work time of blasting blue light, uh, at surfaces. It's kind of, it's a, to right. me, it's a little bit different. Right. Right. And I'm also getting blue light from the window, which is behind my monitor, which I, you know, which, cause it's sunny out and it's daylight. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah, it's, it's, again, it's, it's research. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's another incremental step in, but there's, there's, there, there's limitations and there's consequences, right? Yep. Um, cool. All right. Well, uh, I don't know if you have anything else. I got a heart out here in five minutes that I forgot. <laughs> uh, so that, that's very abrupt. I know. Uh, well, what, spe yeah, speaking, what else speaking of abrupt, um, could, could we just, just, could we just mention, um, uh, Christine? Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah. A, a friend, a friend of ours died recently was killed. Um, and it's, it's just made me sad because she was a good person. That's all I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Just, a uh, yeah. Someone, someone we, we both knew, um, through the conference for food protection, um and uh yeah the, I, i'm glad you i'm glad you you reminded me and brought it up because it's been something that's been on my mind and yeah sorry sorry that one of our one of our friends passed away and and was killed it was, and she was terrible. and she was and she was a good one like she's the yeah she put me up to be the 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 chair of council three cfp council three and she stepped down to change jobs um and i got elevated into that that chair position faster than would have happened and missed out a chance to work with her and uh yeah just uh just a, a tragedy um and uh well, she'll be missed yeah absolutely 
Um, all right, all right, Don. Well, oh, that uh, was a downer way to end it. it but was. That was. I did want to. I did want to mention that. So yeah, no, I I appreciate that. Um, okay, well, hey, uh, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you later. Um, and or bye, 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 <laughs> bye, bye. I just sent a link. Oh, and, and an even better link. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. This was one that, that I saw. Um, That's nice. Yeah. Little, nice. Yeah. This is much better because it really, the other one is really focusing on the crime. This yeah. one talks about who she was. Yes. So, yeah. Good stuff. Yep. Um, and give some, some details on, on her. Nice. Um, so, uh, okay. Yeah. We have, I got, I got a couple minutes to schedule and this will, cool. this will do that. So, 25th today hey did i i don't know if i like i i'm, I'm excited about something but i can't remember if i told you and mm -hmm. i didn't want to announce it today on the podcast because it's not mm -hmm. public yet but i'm going to be on nakmif oh congratulations thank you Good job. thank you i'm very i'm this has been like a career an aspirational thing in my career and so so now i'm now i'm there absolutely one of it's one fun. of one of the highlights of my career was serving on nakmif and i yeah. i uh it's year it's great i'm so i'm so glad for you. I'm That's excited. Fantastic. So yeah. yeah. So anyway, I we have a NACMIF meeting, but it's not it should not conflict with this because it's the week of the 14th or 13th of November. So okay. um so let's look at uh two weeks from today would be the eighth of November. I I have a like a big gap of time between say 1045 and one. Like we could do eleven eleven to one. Eleven to one, yep. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. Perfect. That's easy. Um, done. And I don't have like I'm not even traveling much anymore, right now. Like I got I got some hockey trips, but I don't have work things, so it's kind of nice. Um, and the NACMIF this this whole meeting, um, the one in November is all virtual. So oh um, cool. Which I like. I really prefer. Like I mean, I'd like to go to DC for a couple of days. It's fun. Um, but I don't need to do it. You know, three times a year. Or whatever. Yeah, so, exactly. So, yeah. So I think in March it's going to be in, in person. So cool. Cool. Okay. Well, I will, uh, I think that's it. I'll see you. All right. I'll see you later. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.